know you hate to hear, but things have changed in my life. Kinda wild, but me and my style stuck. Now everybody and their mama try to do it. My life, I done done that. Been through that, so there ain't nothing that you can tell me My life, on a good night If I feel like me and the girls at the club and tell us It's my life, it's my life And I believe it don't affect nobody else but me, 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 me Alrighty, friends, lovers, haters, everybody who enjoys listening to the Libra Green Show. I am your humble, humble host, Libra Green. How is everybody doing? Yes, I know. We've been over this. <sighs> it feels good to be almost consistently doing my show. Um, you know, if you listen to the last one, I did apologize in advance for the delay in the show because I knew there was going to be a delay because I just started working a new job which is going really well. I'm going to talk about that in like literally a couple of seconds. But yeah, um, you know, I was considering making the show a bi-weekly ordeal just to make it consistent enough to actually be a show, but then to where I have enough time to do it because, you know, if you don't know, I live with my sister and my sister works every other weekend and I I sleep in her living room. <laughs> I would rather do the show you know, when I'm alone, because I'm like, she is in her living room most of the time when she's not asleep. So I'm like, I can't just do the show in the middle of the living room, right? I mean, I could, but I'd rather, you know, do it those weekends when she's at work so I can have the peace and the quiet and, you know, and, and whatever. So, and, and that is until I decide to move out into my own place again, like I once had. So long ago, no, it wasn't really that long ago. It was about a month and a half, two months ago. But anyway, as I said, I started started my new job, which is at um, I'm working for an all jate all jate <laughs> an all state agency, which is um, a bit of a change of field for me. It's almost like it's 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 allowing me to enhance the skills I already have, but developing new ones and really, um, you know take take on a new a new field and a new role yeah i'm i'm really 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 happy this is probably the best job i've ever had um well aside from like when i worked at laser quest but i didn't feel that way at the time that was only in hindsight this is the only job i've had that i've really enjoyed while it was happening appreciated it while it was there and so forth i mean i appreciated the other jobs but those were more you know yeah anyway Sorry, guys, I had to take a sip of water. Um, Yeah, let me just tell you. So, first of all, I work Monday through Friday. So, I, I keep using the, frank, the, the term, I was going to say the phrase, the phrase big boy job. I said this shit during the interview. I said it on my first day. I said it at the end of my second week. And, you know, my manager, she laughs at that and she thinks it's funny. But I'm like, no, like, seriously, Leah. Her name is Leah. I'm like, seriously, Leah, this is like, I, I, I just wanted to have a fucking a big boy job. Like, I was tired of, and this is not to, okay, let me reiterate the fact that this is not to shit on anybody working in retail or any other area of like restaurant service or anything like that, because 
the the term big boy job does not reflect on you and the job you're doing. What I mean by big boy job is the treatment I've received in these jobs. And maybe if you work at a restaurant or you work in retail or something like that, you're your treatment has hasn't been bad. You've been treated well, and I'm very glad for that because it's not often that we get treated well in these situations. And unfortunately, my experiences have been subpar in retail, grocery retail. Uh, you know, a fucking museum gift shop was the most dramatic experiences. I I was gonna say experience, which is why that sentence started off the way it did and became incorrect English toward the end of it. But anyway. I mean, the shit was, that was probably the most drama ever at a fucking job that I've worked. Ever. Fucking ever. But where I am now, it's it's great because they're very encouraging. From the moment I had the phone interview and they asked about my goals, I literally started talking about You know, I want to work in a place where I'm respected amongst this and amongst that. And I want to make sure I'm doing this and doing that. And the girl on the phone was like, no, 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 your personal goals. And I was taken aback by that because I was like, oh, personal goals? Like she had to start naming examples for me to understand. And I'm not used to that because when I used to work at LaserQuest and I was an assistant manager, I used to interview people. I used to do the phone screens just like that. And I used to ask them stuff like, okay, so give me an example. So off the bat, when somebody starts a question, especially during an interview off with give me an example, what do you do? Give them a specific example, even if you got to make some shit up, which I have done. Because I'm very great at making shit up like that on the spot. But anyway, when somebody asks you to give them an example, you give them an example. And a lot of the time, them kids... Because we started hiring at 16, so sometimes I would interview people who were in high school, 16, 17, 18, uh, you know, whatever. And uh, they did not give me an example. And I said, sometimes I, I got, to, honestly, I got to the point where if they couldn't, if, they, if I was already on the fence and then I asked them that and they wouldn't give me an example because they didn't understand it. And I wouldn't even bother bringing them on for the first interview because... I'm like, you can't even understand this simple question. And it's no disrespect to them for not understanding, but I can't. This is not a job where we can hold your hand for long. And that's how it is in most jobs. You know, they can't really they train you, but they can't hold your hand forever. So she asked me that and she had to actually give me examples of goals. And I was like, because I was so taken aback by the fact that a job asked about my goal, like my personal goals. What? Well, you don't care about that. But it turns out they do. They really do care about my goals. I just, Friday, went over my, um, we did professional and personal goals. One month, three months, six months, and a year with my manager. And it was so very strange to have to tell. So I was almost uncomfortable to have to tell my work manager about my music. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I have a song that I need to go back and work on. That's my goal for the rest of the month. Then I have, I want to book more time because I want to record this many songs. And then at this period of time, I want to release that and do that and do that. And they're just very encouraging and supportive, and I very, I very much appreciate that, especially for me because I'm in a brand new field. I've never worked in insurance before, so I've had a lot to learn, but I've picked up so much in two weeks already. And, you know, there's a, a license that I can get to actually sell the insurance, and I can make a lot more money, and I can make commission on top of my already salary, you know, or, or hourly pay. So this is a great experience. And maybe the reason they ask for your personal goals is for, which is basically what my my manager said to me, that if you want, you know, to accomplish these personal goals, you can do this, that, and the third with the job. So I'm like, you know, maybe it's to kind of give you an incentive to move forward. But 
you know, I mean, because it's like a call center or whatever that I'm in. Well, it's not really a call center. It's an office. But, um, I mean, I am on the phone all day. But, you know, the the dress code is very, very, very lenient. I can literally wear a T-shirt and jeans to work. Um, you know, the, literally the, the only thing they don't want you to wear is sweat. They don't they want sweats, pajamas, or anything too revealing or, the, or anything that's going to offend a customer because customers do come in and pay their bills on the phone sometimes. Or come in and pay their bills in the office. So that's awesome. Um, I have about seven other people I work with in the office. Uh, I believe I'm the youngest. Yeah, I'm definitely the youngest one in the office. Um, Everybody's really cool. People aren't that much older than me. Like my manager, Leah, is maybe like three, four years older than me. Maybe, I think three. Um, Or because somebody else is only a couple years older than me. And then like the the other people are like older, older, but. Everybody's really cool. Um, I just, like I said, I was just telling them, I was like, it just feels good to be treated like a fucking adult. You know, to be left alone and not have somebody breathing down your neck and worrying about if you're doing X, Y, Z, to not have somebody tr- disrespecting you. And yes, I've been disrespected already on the job, but you know, it was only by customers. It was on the phone. I'm like, you ain't going to beat my ass about it. So, I mean, that's just, the thing about it is, one thing I, I learned already is that you just got to stand firm in things because a lot of it is based on the law a lot of it is based on the way insurance laws are company policies like a lot of it is just beyond my control so really it's just doubling down sometimes tripling down on the way things are it's just sometimes it's just the way the fuck it is like you can't have it the way you want it you can you can be an offended white woman all you want but I'm sorry ma'am you can't that I can't give you a refund for this I can't do that and you know I'm very polite and just it's 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 just nice to have my uh my everything noticed every step of the way to just be like, wow, you handled that call earlier very well. You're doing so good, you're doing really good, I'm so impressed, I'm this, you're gonna do great, this is happening, that's happening. So it just feels good. It feels really good. Um and I got my first check already too, right? And that happened fast. So gonna go do some shopping a little bit later. I should I went to, I meant to do it yesterday, but I slept so long that I woke up I woke up at noon, and noon is not late to wake up, but for me, it kind of is because usually the first three hours of my day, I spend kind of like bullshitting, and the thing is, I got up yesterday, I did go get my hair cut, so that also took an, a chunk of time, so my plan was to go get my hair cut, and, cut. and it, the weather cooled down from Friday to Saturday, so it was a lot of factors that prevented me, but I was going to go shopping and get some more, get some clothes for work, or get some, like, I just, I haven't bought clothes for myself in a very long time, so, um, I don't know, it was nice to get my hair cut, though, I feel good, because my hair was giving me problems in the last week, I've been wearing my do-rag to fucking work, and then taking it off when I get there, only because I wear a headset, only for me to have my hair sticking up by the middle of the day. So it's, I don't know, it's cool. But um, yeah, you know, we sit and we listen to music all day and we have great conversation. We talk about personal things like they get to, they get, they've been getting to know me. You know, they know about my music. Of course, I got to throw that in there. They, um, I don't think they listen to the album per se. But anyway, speaking of music and my goals and this job, perfect segue when you have a job that cares about your music. Um, anybody who cares, my music is coming. I found another studio that I'm interested in recording in. Um, I was able to hear a sample of some shit that was recorded there. I'm really, really excited about. Uh, I texted them earlier. And, um, first of all, it's nice to contact the studio and for them to contact you back quickly. And, um, 
I don't know. They was like, do I want to come in for like a con- consultation? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I got that kind of time because they're located where I used to live in Maryland, which is quite a ways away. And I get out of work every day at six. I just don't have this. I honestly don't think I'll have the time. So I might just go ahead and book it or I'll just do the consultation this weekend or something. I don't know. It's just I don't think I have the time to do it. But I mean, I might I might come in and go in and do it. I probably should look at it, but I don't really care because I've heard what I heard and the song I heard a couple of songs that were recorded there. And you know, like I said, I was looking for people who can really get into mixing R and B vocals well. You just people who have an understanding of R and B vocals. And you know what? From what I heard, they do. The songs I listened to were R and B related. They were R and B, I guess, not even R and B related. But they were R and B and they were good. They're really good. Mixed properly, mastered properly. So I'm I'm here. This is a little more expensive. But not that expensive though. But they had like a little package that was interesting. But you know, I'm I'm all for it. I got my I've, I've did some I've done some restructuring of my project. I know what I want to record, what I want to put on my little project. Probably won't be a full length project yet because I just put out an 18 track album. That's that's a that's a lot for people to take in. Like I'm pretty sure a lot of people saw that it was 18 tracks. And of course, didn't notice that maybe three or four of them were it was an there was an intro and outro and what two three interludes. So it's not really as long as it looks, but sometimes all it takes is to look at an album and see eighteen tracks. I'm not listening to that, and then maybe they play the first track and they're like, "I don't want to listen to the rest of this." So, you know, you just got to be strategic with things you're doing when you want to get new listeners. When you're just getting into the game and you're trying to get people to give you a chance, there are just certain things you cannot do, and. uh Release really long albums is not one of those things. I just, I just, I had to get that out, that album, in the way I did. So, um, also, Valentine's Day just passed. Uh, if anyone wants to tell me how their Valentine's Day was, I would like to know. I would like to see it. Um, my Valentine's Day was great because it was a Thursday, and Thursday is my favorite day of the week. I find myself more and more like itching to get to Thursday because I love going to spit that so much. It's almost like a sickness. And I don't see myself missing it again. Like I remember because I was working at that stupid ass job. Sometimes I have to miss it and whatever. I don't see myself missing it again. The next time I'm probably going to miss it is probably going to be when I'm out. As a matter of fact, my sister's wedding is April 20th. I'm not even trying to, I'm not even trying to leave before then. Like I will leave on the, what, let me hold on. Let me check the calendar real quick because the Thursday, whatever Thursday is, whatever day the wedding is a Saturday, is what I'm saying. And ah, look, the wedding's on a Saturday. We can leave on the 19th. We can leave that Friday. I'm not trying to miss spit that. <laughs> Y'all got me fucked up. I understand. It's my sister. I love her. If we could, if we could start driving after I leave, spit that. That'd be cool. But I'd rather leave Friday morning. I know that's the day before the wedding, and I know my sister, whom I live with, because we're going together. We're driving together. I know she's not going to leave on Friday, but look, if she wants, she could leave without me and I'll fly there because I'm not about to miss it. I just, I really, really hate missing it, y'all. Like, I don't like missing it for anything. And uh, it wasn't as big of a crowd, but I mean, it's Valentine's Day, so people go out a lot. And uh, I shared a new poem. I share, I've been sharing new poems like every week for the last month and a half or so. And, um, I'm I'm going to feature there soon. I just haven't figured out a date or figured out what I want to do, how I want to do it because I want to I put together a set list cuz I want to incorporate my songs with my poetry. But I don't know. I need like I don't need, I need a friend who plays the guitar or something so I can I don't fucking know, but I'll get it figured out. I might not even need 
all that shit. I just get up there and sing. But I know somebody has a microphone and a speaker somewhere. I need I need more friends, more musical friends, and more friends in the arts. But anyway, um, yeah. So that's what's been going on in the wonderful world of Libra fucking green, and I'm probably yeah. Let me take our first break here and. I'll be right back to talk about a bunch of other things from the Grammys to um, some emotional related things. Um, some things I wanted to talk about like a couple of weeks ago. And of course, I got a lot to talk about with music. And of course, I want to touch on uh, Mr. Jesse Smollett. Oh, yes. <sighs> yeah. So I gotta definitely have to prepare myself for that one. All right, I'm gonna be right back. I'm gonna give y'all some good shit to listen to. And don't you go any fucking way. I mean, you can go somewhere if you want, as long as you got the like the podcast app still open on your phone to listen to the Libra Green show. Like go wherever you want. Just don't like t- don't turn it off. All right, because I'm gonna be right back. Okay. Love you. How is it a secret if I know you're gonna peep it? I see you peeking, don't wanna hit a peep, wait Before you speak, don't move, cause I don't wanna wake up Alrighty, lovely people, welcome back to the Libra Green Show, where I am Libra Green, and you are <laughs> my listener, hopefully. I mean, obviously, if you're hearing me say that, you would be my listener. So, yes, I guess that would be correct. Um, You know, I just want to encourage y'all to go out and get some motherfucking, um, what's the shit I use? The 100% natural African raw shea butter, you know. I feel like I talked about that before, but I just re-upped on it yesterday. The beauty supply store next door to me had a sale. Motherfucking buy two, get one free. I was going to get the big ass fucking container. It was, I think what I did ended up saving money. I don't know. I got three eight ounce containers and it was like $12. And instead of getting a 32 ounce container for shit, I might have ended up wasting money. Anyway, that shit, I live by it, like, forever. I really do use it on my entire body. Um, Lips, I use it on my skin. I use it on my hair. Um, It definitely keeps, especially when I first get my haircuts, it definitely helps to keep um, my scalp from being dry. I have bad scalp, dry scalp problems. And like I said before, everything has alcohol in it. Literally everything you fucking use has alcohol. Alcohol dries shit out. Hair care products, we have an alcohol. Like, you know, you put the shit on your hair and you wake up and your hair is still dry. I used to wonder why the fuck do I have such a dry scalp? And I, I moisturize my scalp daily, nightly, you know, this, that, and third. I wonder why the fuck is my skin so dry? Why is my hair so dry? Everything has fucking alcohol in it. So stuff like that is 100% natural. It's raw. There's nothing else but the actual, you know, the shea. The stuff comes from the shea nut, so... Um, I don't know. Just use that, I would suggest. And apparently it's also uh, good for... It's edible. I'm not eating the shit, but uh, I would, I would, I guess. 
It's good for your insides, but it is it's really good for so many things. Especially, I have eczema. I have scarring. Different like my legs are very scarred from my eczema throughout the years and stuff. I mean, I actually like my legs, but you know, it's good for like um, stiffness of muscles, arthritis, all that type of shit. So definitely get you some um, raw African shea butter for your skin and your hair and everything else, baby. All right. So I was on some thinking. And I um actually had this on my topics to discuss a couple weeks ago, maybe maybe the last show. But I feel like I touched on it a little bit, but I didn't really go in depth into where I wanted to go into it. And it was like relating to sorry, my head was away from the microphone. Um kind of getting into the idea of reciprocity and the idea of that we have of people have to treat us exactly how, basically do the exact same things that we do for them. And it's one thing to truly, to if that's what you truly want out of a union, a friendship, relationship, what have you, yes, that's, you know, that's what you want. But... I think as time goes on, as you as your love matures and your love language starts to expand and you start to grow, you may realize that that may not necessarily be what you want. I used to say, I used to tell my ex this when we first got together and I stopped saying it because it it really bothered him. But I honestly never should have, I shouldn't have, I should have never stopped saying it because it's something that, um, that probably could have resonated with him eventually and he would have realized that it's true. Especially considering the things we went through early on. But what it was was that I personally, and this is my personal belief, you know, tell me, you can feel free to argue with me about it if you like. I definitely would like a discussion since, again, all you niggas that listen, I be seeing the numbers. I get I get me a couple, quite a few, a couple of listeners now. And maybe, I don't know, maybe I just agree with me on everything that much. Nobody ever just what's the word what's the wow i can't even think of proper english terms nobody ever disputes jesus christ nobody ever disputes what i says nobody like jump in my messages my dms in my inbox like I t- and i talk to my friends who listen to it you know y'all text me about it and say xyz so i don't know if you disagree with anything definitely i just i like to open discussions but i feel as though this is this is the statement um, I always said to him, and in general, I feel like when you are in love with somebody, you can never, you will never feel like you're doing enough for them. And I think he he went, he took that the wrong way. And that can be twisted the wrong way. It's not like, oh, you're never doing enough for somebody. It's just, I personally feel like when you are in love with somebody, you just feel like you just want to give, you, you just, and you know, I feel this way about my best friend, actually. Like I love, I love him so much that I'm just like, oh my god, I wish I could do more for him. I just, and I know and it's funny because I know he feels that way about me too. It's like when you when you love somebody really hard and you just like really like I love I love my best friend hard. Like my my best friend is like literally my my right hand. Hell, my left hand. I'm left handed. My best friend is my left hand. You know, so it's just like. You just always, wow, I love this person so much. I, what else can I do for that person? Like, damn, I wish I could do this. I could do that. It's a positive feeling. It's not like, oh, my God, I'm not doing enough. It's just like, damn, I, I just, what else can I do? What else can I do? And I think you get to a point where you don't necessarily expect it back. 
And I think the concept of reciprocity is not overrated per se, but maybe in a sense it's overrated because we overthink it. And we feel immediately that that's what we're supposed to have. For some reason, we have this this like law of relationships where we feel like that's that's what we're supposed to have. We're supposed to have reciprocity. And it's funny because Lauren Hill, Miss, tell me who I have to be to get reciprocity. Um, I'm sorry. Y'all know that's like one of my favorite songs ever. Even though in the last few years, I will say, hmm, I'm not one of those people who dislike something where other people start to like it but I just feel like it's become way more I don't know like all y'all niggas ain't like this song before and I, you know again I'm not one of those people but I it's it's like lost some of its luster for me and maybe because both Cardi and Drake sampled it like back to back like it's just because Beyonce covered it I was just like when like it was obviously a single with a video and it was popular but I'm like damn when everybody start loving this song and it's okay because I'm I'm very happy to share that love with people but it's just I don't feel the same about it like I once did it has lost some of its luster for me I mean sue me I ain't do that on purpose it just did it on its own but uh you know Miss Queen of Reciprocity and all that that statement which I think that's the reason everyone knows that word because of her it's so funny because Maybe I'm taking her quote wrong, but there's a video that goes around all the time of her. This is before she, like, before she, before uh, uh, the Unplugged album, before she, like, really turned her back on the industry, before she was, you know, soured by what the industry and industry politics and things did to her. Because, um, you know, she still had the dreads, and uh, I think it was after the release of the album, maybe before, or around that. It's in that, that time frame, but, you know, I'm pretty sure everybody has seen it. She's talking about love and talking about how when people stop stimulating us and uh people stop stimulating us we turn our back that's not unconditional love and it's funny because it kind of ties into the 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 idea of reciprocity because that's 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 kind that's true we do seem to turn our backs on people because they don't sometimes they don't do exactly what we want or what we expect or they don't do the same exact things we do for them and I think the sooner you learn if that's what you really want out of a friendship, a union, a relationship, uh, a friendship, then the better. Because you don't always want that. Like, I do things for my best friend. He does things for me. He will buy me gifts. He will sometimes have an appreciation month for me, which is like out of this world. He listens to me way more than I listen to him. And, you know, I try. I try to get him to talk more about things and he does he does open up to me but I just have so I just go on and on and on all the time but I do stop to make sure I'm like hey you know you good are you good and he he don't require that I guess in in our friendship and that's okay and but you know the moment he does the moment he do feel like he needs to vent I'm there I'm like right fucking there I drop everything oh I will drop everything you know, whenever he has to talk about something, talk about his feelings, I'm right fucking here. But in the meantime, it's me sending nine minute voice notes talking about my day, jumping from topic to topic to topic and then squirrel and then topic to topic to topic, you know. So it's just the, the idea of reciprocity is so over overly used now. I don't think people step back and take a a, a good look at these things and some of it. And I really do hate to be one of those people who be like social media. So I don't feel like social media ruined anything. It's just we pay so much attention to it. And I don't it's almost like it's like puppets, be puppet masters behind the fucking social media machine. It's like, who do we even 
quote unquote place the blame on because it's like somebody it'd be feeling like somebody is behind the shit pulling the strings and putting out mass like putting out information for the masses to just take in and for us to all agree with it and we all like we all engage in a massive massive moment of group thinking that everybody starts to think alike everybody starts to think the same thing we all start sharing the same sentiments and then nobody wants to think differently because we've all got sucked into the same idea it's okay to disagree with each other Sometimes your disagreements may get you blocked and or cursed out. And that's all right. That is all right. Everybody's not going to disagree. Everybody's not going to disagree. Everybody's not going to agree with each other. And we don't have to. And that's the biggest thing. You do not have to agree with everybody else. And I do see people who disagree a lot. And sometimes they're often accused of playing devil's advocate. And some people do just like to play devil's advocate just for fun. The devil don't need no advocates. Trust me. He needs nobody advocating. The devil is alive and fine and well and lying as usual because the devil is a lie. But I just feel as though relationships in general could use an evaluation. You know, think about what it is you want out of a relationship, what it is you want to give. And you know what? I'm sorry if I keep stopping. My throat is kind of itchy. I don't even know if um, if that's something you can do before you even get into a relationship. I think that might be a case-by-case scenario. That might be something you have to think of in your friendships and your relationships with family and friends. And it might just have to be case-by-case. Case. Sometimes with a friend, you might feel like they should. They really should do everything. Y'all should like return and reciprocate everything, every action. Boom, boom, boom. And if that's how you truly feel, all right. Just... My thing is just to not let some generic idea of how relationships should be infiltrate your thoughts. I have to get on people about that all the time. I'm like, who are you to say X, Y, Z? And I wish more people were open to everything for that matter, but I don't know. You can't, you can't, uh, Again, everybody's not going to think the same. Everybody doesn't have to think the same. But the only thing I want everybody to be the same in is the fact that agreeing that everybody is not the same and just opening your mind a little bit and realizing that you don't have to think or believe something because it's been taught or because it's been a norm. And there's still a lot of that. I think at some point, I thought that we were out of that phase and that we were, I think it's because, again, I, I got tricked by the, some of the good parts of social media into thinking that everybody was woke, if you will. That everybody was open-minded, that everybody was free. We were free of this, free of that, broken all the chains. Not all of the chains, some of them. Broken some of the glass ceilings. Social media will sensationalize and make you think that some of the time because it's such a great place to live even though there's a lot of craziness and there's a lot of bullshit, Twitter is a, is a specifically Twitter is an amazing place to live. Like, like I told y'all before, I met my ex there. I met my best friend there. I met a lot of wonderful people there. I'm, I've got great friends from there. I, I spend a lot of time on Twitter. But it's like the moment you step off of Twitter and you have to deal with real world people, you're like, wow. Like, for example, at my job, I have to deal with people who say pause still. 
It is 20 motherfucking 19 and you're still saying pause? The only person who should be singing, saying pause in 27, it's 2017, in 2019 is Beyonce. And that's because she's singing, sorry, suck on my balls, pause. I've had enough. And I too have had enough, Beyonce. And it's just like the first moment I heard that, I was like, nigga, pause. And then they talked about it the other day too. Oh, I hate that I have to say pause. I'm like, you don't have to say pause after everything. That's just it. I just, I... I just could not believe I was hearing that. I just like, I really thought we were over the pause and the no homo. I just can't. I can't. But ultimately, I just want everybody to relinquish the thought of, not relinquish the thought of reciprocity altogether, just to kind of relinquish the thought of reciprocity being a necessity when it may not be if you really, really put some thought into it. Even when it comes to sex, there are people who, you know, once they pleasure their partner, they're like, okay, you know, I'm good. I, I get my pleasures from me pleasuring you. And it's, that's very extremely common. So, you know, just really take a moment to think about that. And um, because I have to pee really bad, we're going to take a break here. And I will have my black ass right back in this seat. Hopefully the microphone won't shift and I sound stupid after this break. But, you know. I'm going to be right the fuck back. I love you. All right, lovely people, I have returned from the throne. I'm just kidding. I returned from the throne to my throne because I am what? <laughs> King and queen. Yes, I am. Ha-ha! <laughs> yes. No. Um, all right, so this topic here I wanted to discuss actually comes from <laughs> something I wanted to discuss like a week or so ago, or either on the last episode or the one prior. And it stemmed from the... Gina Rodriguez outrage with that young lady doing the most, being the most, as usual. The jokes behind that, the jokes that came from that shit, just Twitter is, as I was just saying about, Twitter can literally be undefeated, like, especially when it comes to black Twitter and the jokes black people make, like, <laughs> I just, I can't even remember what the funny one was, but it's just them crocodile tears she had, that bullshit, I just, she's just a lot. A lot. So what I wanted to say is the concept of um, accepting when you've oppressed or you assisted in oppressing or offending a group of people and accepting it and learning from it and growing from it. This is not just about Gina Rodriguez and her downing of her and her. I don't even remember what it was exactly that she I can't, I'm mad I can't remember the terminology. It's very simple. Oh, her anti-blackness. <laughs> God, it'd be so simple and my brain just be like, what? Yeah, Gina, it's not about hurting her anti-blackness. It's not about anything specifically. It stemmed from that and this is, that definitely falls under it. But it's just like, 
like, t- like telling a white person they're racist is like the most, that's probably the, the most gut punching thing you can do. Why? Why do they be so shocked and so hurt? And they, they, you say that and it's like you jabbed them with a knife and they're just, they, the outrage, they fly off the handles. Instead of, hmm, okay, this person, they'll, and they, they do it and they get so defensive. And instead of being like, hmm, okay, this is coming from a black person. Maybe they know something about when people are racist against black people. So maybe I should listen to them. Maybe ask them why they feel that way. Evaluate my actions. Maybe even apologize. Pay them some reparations. Okay, maybe not. Hell, that would be nice. But... It's just like you you really need to listen to victims. And it goes back to what I was saying about believing victims before. And that's any that's just any victim you need to believe unless you are Wade Robeson and whoever the fuck the other motherfucker is. Oh, you know what? Let me I need to add that to my list to bring that up later because the things that people have a uh, yeah. Oh, this might be a long episode today, child. No, but anyway, it's just, just believe, believing. If I tell you, if I, as, a, as a gay black male, if I tell you I feel like you are homophobic, I had this issue at my last job with somebody I worked with, and I fought him tooth and nail, and I'm like, you're homophobic. And he kept saying, no, I'm not, no, I'm not. And the worst thing you can do is, which is something Gina Rodriguez did, was to say that, is to use other, to, to bring other people in and say, oh, they're not offended. So basically saying you shouldn't either. He would tell me, oh, X, Y, Z, don't think I'm homophobic. And the funny part is that person did think he was homophobic, but just didn't want to say it to him. And we talked about it afterward, and he was like, yeah, he is homophobic. And I'm like, see? But that makes it even worse. You want to use another person and be like, oh, well. And she was like, well, the, the Asian community wasn't offended. The white people weren't offended by it. And I'm like, because it was not about them. And instead of focusing on who you offended and how you offended them and how you could change and grow from that, you don't. You choose not to. And you need to accept when you offended a group of people, a community. Stop saying, telling people they're being sensitive. And you need to learn to grow from it. I had some, when I talked about it, when I was joining in in the Gina Rodriguez slander playfully, I had somebody basically like try to come and like Gandhi me in my mentions Real like politely, real politely and nice, like, and basically asked, "Oh, why does it have to be this way? Why do we all got to jump?" Because I was talking about boycotting that movie that she had that came out, which I don't think anybody went to see that anyway. But um, he was basically, like, "Oh, why we gotta saying why? Oh, why do we have to jump on her? This, that, and the third. And I'm like, um, first of all, the thing about it is, she is like I said." you need to express some kind of understanding and a growth and a willingness to learn from it. And she did not. She immediately went to the, I'm, I, I understand you needed to defend yourself, but she immediately went to the defense and was like, oh, well, X, Y, and Z wasn't offended by it. And I'm like, no, no, and no, that is not, that's the last thing you do. That is very, that is like the bottom of the list of things you do. That's not something you do. It's not okay. And so... It, it, again, it took me back to homeboy. I worked with saying, oh, I'm not homophobic. Ask this person. Ask that person. And what made it even worse is he was like, oh, ask, first of all, his homeboy who got him the job in the first place and who is another straight male. And I'm like, you definitely don't ask him. 
I said, because both of y'all niggas homophobic. If you want, I was like, if you want to keep it a buck, both you niggas homophobic. So don't even, like, don't even bother to ask for his opinion. And he, he's so he was, he's a Leo, by the way. He was so full of himself that he felt like. And yes, I I did start off with a crush on him at the very beginning because I thought he's very cute. And we we do and we did end up being really cool. And I do like to this day I miss him and stuff and all this shit. But he felt like I was like struggling with my feelings for him, not like my my romantic feelings for him, but he because I told him one day I said, you know, I love you so much, and I was like, I just I was like, I hate that I love you so much, and he was just like, he said, and I know that's your that's your problem with me, and I was like, what? I said, no, my problem with you is that you 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 don't listen. I said, I tell you about yourself and you don't listen to me. I was like, I'm not telling you about yourself for my health. I'm not telling you about it to, to upset you or piss you off. I'm literally telling you how you make me feel and the things that come out of your mouth, the things that have come out of your mouth, the ways you act, the things that are just flat out wrong. I'm telling you. I'm like not saying that to, to piss you off. I'm not saying that because this is some like fun lover's quarrel and it's exciting for me. I'm literally telling you because you're trash. And I'm, I'm teaching you, I'm trying to teach you to not be trash. So it was just like, m- niggas was missing the point. Miss all kinds of missing the point. It wasn't nowhere in the vicinity of the point. So eventually he got another job. He left. I haven't seen him since. Maybe one day. One, if one of my former coworkers has another party and he actually shows up, who knows if he will, but maybe I'll see him. I don't know, but. I mean, I could always text him too. He's supposed to be cutting my hair because he cuts hair now, and because um, he was trying to cut everybody at the at the job's hair, and I just never made it out to him. He was too far. He definitely too far now. Now that I moved to where I live, but I don't know. It's just you need to listen. And so I know I don't have a lot of like white listeners, if any. I don't have a lot of. I don't really know what my demographic is other than. I know everybody who listens is black for the most part, I guess. Um, so if you are like, a, if you're anything opposite of me, if you are non-black, if you are non-LGBT, any of those things, me personally, if I'm, t- especially if I'm telling you, hey, what you said was homophobic, it was problematic, what you said was anti-black, and then you need to listen to me. Listen to me, let me tell you why. You accept that and you go forward and you learn. Because I'm not going to lie to you or steer you wrong in that department. I recognize when something is anti-black. Even though I would, sometimes I can be a little lenient on things from what, based on, based on what I see other people say and do. Maybe I could be, what I could say could sometimes be considered lenient, but... It's just like the, like the whole Gucci situation and that, that sweater and... It just was tone deaf. They need more these these companies need more black people there. If they probably don't have any, they need some black people who can be like, um, no, we're not gonna do that. It's just like when they put the the H and M shirt on the boy, the coolest monkey. They need black people at these companies. Everything is fucking tone deaf. The monkey thing, I feel like little little boys. That's an animal they get referred to often. Anyway, it is definitely a. It's not a stretch to say that they was they was trying it because I agree that they tried that and it was toned up. I don't think it was intentional. Would it surprise me if it was intentional? It would not. 
but I don't think so. But I just feel like that's just a little boy thing anyway. Oh, like my little monkey, like I love monkeys. And it makes me mad that I see like little cute baby clothes with monkeys and stuff on them. And I'm not about to let y'all like not let me put my kids in some cute clothes. If I see a motherfucking cute ass shirt with a monkey on it, and especially if, my, if I had a child that wanted it, I'm not going to let y'all and y'all dumbass ways deprive my child of what they want. I'm going to put my motherfucking son in a monkey shirt and I'm going to get a fucking matching monkey shirt. Who the fuck going to check me? You ain't going to beat my ass. I love, and that's the thing. I love monkeys. Monkeys are my favorite. I love fried chicken and I love fucking monkeys. And ain't nobody going to tell me otherwise. Nobody's going to stop me from loving monkeys. Monkeys have, aside from dolphins, monkeys have always been my favorite fucking animals. I always thought monkeys were cute. Monkeys were fun, adorable. Human-like. Not black human-like, not white human-like, literally human-like. Isn't our DNA allegedly 98% what, chimpanzee? Y'all don't believe the evolution shit? Y'all don't, y'all, don't be, y'all don't be looking at the chart? Y'all ain't ever looked at monkeys and see how similar our features are? I don't, I don't care. Y'all not going to make me stop loving monkeys. I love monkeys. And I love chicken. And what other? I love other. I don't. I don't fuck with watermelon. I hate it. But if I loved watermelon, I'd be chewing on motherfucking watermelon and chicken, bitch. I just. I just hate that. Like you're not gonna rob me of the things that I love because you. You the way you are. But ultimately, listen to people. You need to listen when people. When somebody is telling you something like that. Or if you're not going to listen, right, at least take it into consideration. Maybe get a second opinion from another black person or another LGBT, LGBTQ person. Although sometimes maybe not that because sometimes if you're white and somebody is telling you you're racist or you said something racist, and you ask you one of your black friends, I don't know, you might have a tap dancing cool best friend. So I don't I don't know. I don't know. You, you, black people can't other black people can't always be trusted. Especially I don't I don't know. They might be tap they might be tap dancing. I'm not gonna if like I'm not I I wouldn't advise you ask Steve Harvey anything. You know? Don't ask Ben Carson. Don't ask Stacy Dask shit. Stacy Dask. Stacy Dask shit. Don't ask them hoes nothing. Don't ask Omarosa nothing. You want to ask Colin Kaepernick? Yes. You want to ask Jesse Williams? Yes. You want to ask Raven Simone? Maybe. That's like the first time I've ever called her Raven Simone. Like ever since, probably since prior to that, Sir Raven. Because once that Sir Raven came about, she was just Raven to me. And has been ever since. I've literally never called her Raven Simone. Anyway. Which is funny because Raven's one of my topics later. Spoiler alert. But yeah, um... You know, that's just really what I wanted to say on that. Fuck Gina Rodriguez until she changes her ways and she stopped crying all fucking sweating in the morning with her dumb ass. That shit made me so mad. I ain't feel no sympathy for that hoe. She's a fucking fool. Anyway, I'm going to take a break here. 
you know, I'm going to come back with some more shit to talk about. I'll probably dive into music because I have a lot of music shit to talk about from the Grammys to Miami. And I just wanted to freestyle. I don't freestyle really often because y'all know that ain't what I do. But if you want to come back to the show, then Lisa thanks you. Hey. <laughs> Woo! I am so fucking talented. My mind, I'm so talented. All right, I'll be back, guys. Guys. Alrighty guys, welcome back to the Libra Green Show I of course am Libra Green, if you ain't know If you don't know, now you know, nigga um, Yeah man, I love that song so much If you are not familiar with that song That song is Face to Face by the incomparable The lovable Raven Simone, Christina Pierman, oft known by the name Raven or Raven Simone, which is her first name. Raven hyphen Simone with an unnecessary accent mark over the E at the end of Simone. But, um, yeah, man, I remember. So I think after I lost Taina, after Taina was gone, there was a void, a, a very big void in my heart because I wasn't sure if it was canceled for real. I mean, I used the internet a lot back then, but I mean, there was no way for me to know for sure that it was canceled. I was just like, okay, is it coming back? You know, what's going on? But, you know, I think after a while I realized it was not coming back. So there was a void left in my heart. Enter the commercials for That's So Raven started to come about. And I remember, and I was like, oh, my God. I was like, oh, that's Raven Simone. I was like, I remember Raven Simone from Dr. Doolittle, Hango, Mr. Cooper. Oh, my God. You know, that's Raven Simone. And um, I really liked Dr. Doolittle, too. So I was definitely familiar because I had Dr. Doolittle, too, Dr. Doolittle too on VHS. And, um, you know, they was like, oh, you know, it's a, like, what, did they, what did they call it? The uh, comedy of psychic proportions, they kept saying. And, you know, they would just advertise the commercial, they would advertise the show, and they would just be showing all the antics and stuff. And I was just like, oh, I'm so ready for this. And I remember it premiered January 17, 2003. And they showed the first four episodes. I recorded them. And, like, from, from that point on, enamored. So, you know, I knew she sang the theme song. Uh... Then, you know, later that year, Cheetah Girls came about. She was the lead. She sang in the movie, of course. Boom, boom, boom. Then the following year, she released her album. And I was like, oh, my God, yes, I can't wait. I bought the album the first day it came out. Flew right down to Walmart. Walmart was right down the street from me. I bought the fuck out of that album. I was elated. Um, you know, I loved it. I remember Access Granted aired. They showed the Access Granted for her song, Backflip. Which is really the only music video 
we got while she was signed to Hollywood Records. I mean, hell, that's like the... I mean, she they did one for Grazing in the Grass, but that was because the song was for Lion King One and a Half. They did one for Double Dutch Bus, but that was more because it was for College Road Trip. So it was like... They only did other videos for the tie-ins. Like, we never got videos for any of the actual songs in the album. But I was hip back then to... First of all, I liked Lizzie McGuire a little bit, kind of a lot sometimes. I was not a Hillary Duff fan. I hated her. I did not think she could sing. And I, I noticed back then that Raven didn't get the same push Hillary got. And I didn't understand why because... I remember I bought a book about Raven and they was talking about the ratings. It was talking about how each episode was getting like 4.5 million viewers. And I just didn't understand why Raven was not, I didn't see her nowhere. Like I remember after her access granted, they showed her video for backflip on like TRL. It was on the countdown for a day or two. And then I remember I was, I was now that I remember, like I became a member of the Raven live forum, which is her official website. I joined that forum and I also joined cyber TLC around the same time. So, you know, I was, I was, I was in the motherfucker. I was, I used both of those forums. Back then, I used uh, Raven Live a little bit more, but um, you know, there was well, we were we thought there was gonna be like single releases, and then there was news about another album. You know, it was all types of shit. It was fake. It was a there was a fake tracklist that we could not escape from, and it just was there, and it had like Timbaland on it. It had like Missy was on. So I don't know like who made that up and why it stuck. So. So hard, but, you know, that's where Raven went on. It ended up ending 2007, and then her album came out 2008. She was still signed to Hollywood Records, and it had, um, so both albums actually had some, like, grade A producers. Like, that album had, the first album, well, it wasn't the first, but the album This Is My Time, which was her first Disney-related album, had, like, um, Cara Diaguardi, it had Scott Storage, it had Tricky, who is the legendary trickster. Even though it was before Tricky became a thing, it had Robin Thicke. Before Robin Thicke, that's when he was still known as like Thicke, and he probably still had long hair when he produced on that album. Um, who else was on that album? But it had a lot of good people. Then the next one, you know, she had Kwame, she had Oak. Um, she had like Marsha Ambrosius co-wrote on the album. Mario co-wrote on the album. That's when Mario and Marsha Ambrosius were a part of Night Riders. They had this little songwriting team. Uh, the Clutch was all over that album. So like they laced her, and the album was fire. But it, you know there was there was no push at all. Like I remember Disney Channel would air something about some of the songs in between, but it was there was no real push. So the album sold like. Squirts of duck shit. The album, the album didn't sell shit, but um, it was great production. It's so funny because Oak. It was also before Oak became like a real big producer too. Oak was hungry. I could tell because Oak was producing. For, like, Oak produced on that album. He produced like a really this really good song from um, Brooke Hogan's album. Her, well, I guess I would say her last album, the one that came out after she had that hit with Paul Wall. But um, that was actually a pretty good album but uh oak was yeah i remember i even tweeted him about it and i was like i've been a fan of you since your work on um raven's last album he laughed and i'm like i wonder is he ashamed of that and i'm like don't be because your work there was bomb like it was bomb ass work from jump so it was just always a shame that raven never got the push she deserved and like the girl's talented she could sing she could dance like Obviously, she could act like 
she's very very talented and she just never got the push i don't understand why they didn't try to translate those that's a raven viewers into sales for her album like the cheetah girl soundtrack was platinum double platinum between one and two uh the that's so raven soundtrack itself was gold now come on now if the if the that's so raven soundtrack can be gold then y'all could sell that album it's literally her face on the cover of the that's so raven soundtrack like I don't, I just did not understand. It's gold. Her album could at least be gold. I could have got her like a, a top fifty single or something. It just did not happen. They did not try. They put all that push behind Hillary Duff non singing ass though. And Hillary Duff was like collecting plaques out the ass. Metamorphosis was probably like what double platinum. And I did not like it. Let's go back, back to the beginning. And come clean was low key my shit. Not even low key. That was my jam. And you know my my uh, my hatred for Hillary Duff has died a lot. Pretty much, I, I won't say pretty much. It is gone. I do like Hillary Duff these days, but as a kid, I just I remember she was supposed to be coming to Rochester. I was gonna go to the concert and throw. A, well, I said I was gonna go to the concert and throw a watermelon at her head. I wasn't really gonna do that, but I didn't like that she was getting this massive push and Raven was not. I didn't appreciate that. So. Justice for Raven, man. <laughs> Justice for fucking Raven. Man, and her This Is My Time album, it's not even a functioning album on Spotify in 2019. Like, you can't even listen to majority of the album. The songs don't even play all, they either don't play all the way or they don't play at all. I'm like, they just never gave a fuck about her music. And that's so sad. Maybe because she didn't do, I feel like maybe she, Raven is a, Raven's a fucking Sagittarius, first of all. Sagittarians are, first of all, it's a fire sign. And Sagittarians do what the fuck, you know, they're they're fiery. So they're going to do what what they believe in. And I feel as though maybe they wanted her to do something and she didn't do it. Maybe. I don't know. And that's why they, like, didn't really give a fuck about her. But either way, she didn't deserve that. She deserved better than what they gave her, especially with the last album being Flames. Especially when, so the song that just played before this segment, Face to Face, was, uh, first of all, it was an Australian bonus track. For her last album. Was she even moving numbers in Australia to be having a bonus track in another fucking country? I don't know what possessed them to do that. That was another Oak produced song. But Oak, The Clutch, they all laced her on that album. Like, shit was fire. The only person who's, who got it worse than her was Kiki Palmer. And that's because Kiki was signed. Kiki probably should have. What happened was, I think if Kiki's. Kiki had a pilot with Disney. And it did not get picked up. Had it gotten picked up, I think she would have signed to Hollywood Records instead of Atlantic. And she would have had a better, you know, better promotion. And the thing is, they Disney Channel still promoted her, her single. Promoted uh, Keep It Moving. However, there's also, there's not really in, there was not, back then there was not a, um, a market for young R&B girls of her age, really. Especially making the kind of music she made. Like, it was different when you had Brandy and Monica and Aaliyah and Maya. Well, Maya was, Maya came out, she was 18, so that's different. But like Brandy and Monica were like 14, 15, 15 years old. Aaliyah was 15. So then their music was a little more mature. And I mean, Kiki's first album also had The Clutch and Dark Child on it. So 
uh, there was also somebody else they didn't try with, but that's she. She also wasn't signed to Hollywood or really Disney affiliated that much, aside from um, the movie Jump In and her failed Disney pilot. So she's somebody who definitely could have managed to get something moving. But, but during that time period, there was definitely not a market for young R like young young R and B girls like that. The only one that was really out there was Tiffany Evans, and she didn't really pop off like that. She made it like in the urban circuit, but that was because a she had a co signing from Sierra, and b her song her song wasn't grown. Ironically, her second single was called "I'm Grown," but. It wasn't really grown, but the music was like it was relatable and it was like, you know, it was it was catchy. People love Promise Ring. Promise Ring is still a jam. Like still a fucking jam. And of course she had the Sierra Cosign, so she was all over BET. Kiki's first single was Keep It Moving, and it just was like kinda kinda fluff. And that probably shouldn't have been the first song they went with. They probably they probably should have put out the game song, which was another clutch song, which was the song um about basically about having a boyfriend who's in into video games and that song actually was not grown but it was relatable for like all ages that could have been marketed they didn't even do a real video for it they could have they really should have done they really really should have like released that as a single that probably could have done something for her but who am i you know I always go on these spiels like I'm somebody's record label head. But that's just because I love music and I, I I learn. I've always paid attention. I read and read. I used to read and read and read. Some things were true. Some things weren't true that I read. And I'm I'm always in the shit. So, you know, you can't, you can always count on me to know some shit. I'm, I'm going to always know some shit now. But, um, yeah, man. So I'm going to take a break. I'm going to be right back. Still going to be talking music. Uh, just want to take a break because I just threw a lot at you at once. In closing for that, um, you know, give Raven a chance. You know, if you never listened to her last two albums, it's been, what, 10 years, nine years? It's nine, yeah, nine years since she's, sorry, 11 years. I, I was going the wrong way. <laughs> 11 years since she released that last album. Uh, she did put some songs out on SoundCloud not long ago, and they were pretty good. They were definitely pretty good. Um, I really wish the best for her, man. I really want her, cause singing is clearly something she enjoys to do. So, I don't know. I think she should still pursue it. Hell, you know, ooh, you can't you can't sell any less than what you sold. Which what she's oh, I mean, all she got to do is put the music out. You know, put out a good video or something. Get get a good something going. I don't know if what she wants to sing is gonna go against what she is doing, like artistically well well acting wise because i know how she feels about being on disney and not you know cursing and stuff but she could really like make some really good music i know it so yeah if you haven't streamed that last album go listen to face to face on youtube because it's not on fucking itunes because it was an australian bonus track but yes i'm gonna be right back baby
Anyway, welcome back to the Libra Green Show. I am Libra fucking green, baby. Libra fucking green, baby. Libra fucking green, baby. Baby, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask. Um, yeah, the motherfucking Grammys. So the Grammys are bittersweet for me. Lots of sweet. Not a lot of bitter, but a little bit of bitter. Um, where do I begin? So, obviously, I began <laughs> start with Cardi. So, that was not a surprise. The thing about it is, I was not necessarily surprised Cardi won, but it was still kind of up in the air. It, I mean, it made most sense. I, like, the more I started, the more you, you have to really think about Grammy voters. There's this misconception that the Grammy board, or not even the board, that Grammy voting committee, quote unquote, is a thing. And it's like some group of white men in their 60s in tuxedos. And people genuinely, genuinely think that. And that's not the case. So they have people for each of the genres in case you don't know how this works. There are people for each of the genres who I don't know who's who these people are. They're people that you 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 would know of, some of them. Some of them are engineers, some of them are are the artists themselves, songwriters, um whomever. And the different um like okay, for me if I if I'm an R&B singer, they invite me to join the academy. Or oh, I might be able to I think I can join actually. But anyway, um I think that cuz they changed the rules a little bit, but I believe you can Vote in a couple of other genres too, but the ultimate is that everybody gets to vote in the uh the the general so song of the year, record of the year, album of the year, best new artist. Everybody gets to vote in those, but for the most part, they kind of have people who are not necessarily specialists in the said genres in their respective genres, but that's kind of how it's supposed to be. So a lot of the time I like, I got to think about how people have been viewing certain artists throughout the year and I know it don't always go by the project sometimes the the quality of a project will slide through and it will become more of a popularity contest and that's not intentional I just don't think people you know it's just like it's, sometimes it's just a matter of if you like that person and if you're rooting for that person I feel like that's how Adele has gotten some of the Grammys that she got. Not that her, her work was not amazing, but it's just like, it's fucking Adele. Adele's one of the like best, like person, personality wise, Adele's amazing. Adele's amazing. So, like, I, and I don't know. That's like when it came down to 25 versus Lemonade. I don't know how that went. I would, I would, and I don't know how close it was. I'm very curious to see how close the vote was. Um, I mean, hey, black people are still a minority. I don't know how many black people also voted for Adele. I don't know how many white people voted for Beyonce. So, you know, it's it's up in the air. Um, some people also don't even turn in their ballots from what I've heard. So it's really up in the air. And I think a lot of people didn't even listen to Lemonade. One, because... I don't know. That's when, you know, the, the, the actual musical politics come into play when I think of Lemonade. Because I'm, it makes me wonder... Did her not having it like on Spotify hurt her? Because it could have. Maybe I, I I feel like there are people who didn't want to necessarily buy it, and maybe they wanted to listen for free, like they could listen to everything else. And it's not hard to listen to it for free, but if you're not really like pressed to listen to it, 
and you only would listen to it for free anyway. And maybe, you know, this is just like a theory going now. It's like, okay, maybe I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. And you just never do. And it's time to vote. And you're like, yes, Adele, 25, fantastic, great year. Look at the success she's having. She sold another gazillion copies in the first week. That's a no-brainer. You might not even be thinking about the quality. You might not even realize you're not thinking about it. The first thing popped in your head is, damn, Adele, it's a no-brainer. Sorry, Beyonce. But Lemonade really did deserve. Um, I didn't like, did I even listen to 25 in full? I think I did. I don't think I liked it like that. I did prefer 21. Especially that time period of when 21 was released. Uh, however, all I asked from um, 25 was amazing. Bruno did that. All I ask is if this is my last night with you. Hold me like I'm all just a friend. Give me a memory I can use. Sorry. I just really love that song. I have to go listen to that. Oh, I'm tearing up a little bit. That was such a great song. What if I never love again? Whew. That song was, that was a phenomenal song. That song, to me, I feel like that should have been another one of her, um, that should have been another one of Adele's big hits. And what people did not seem to mention about that era, it, it didn't have staying power like 21 did. I don't know if that was Adele's doing, but... She uh she didn't the arrow was not nearly as strong. I don't know if her next album is gonna do it again. I don't know if she started recording yet, but I don't know if the next one is gonna do it the way 25 did. Cause 25 barely did it aside from this like the actual sales and the first week sales. It didn't hang on. Like Hello was huge. Hello. But I also think because that was her comeback single, quote unquote. But I and, and Send My Love to Your New Lover was ironically like her one of her the best singles of her career. And that was what barely top ten. Y'all let that song flop. I'm pissed. Oh, I'm fucking pissed that they let that song flop. That song was everything. She wanted to give y'all a little bop, and y'all couldn't even take. Send my little tear on the Treat better. No, I don't know. I actually want some more of that from Adele, because that song was like a jig. A tr- let me add that to my playlist while I'm thinking about it anyway. So, the Grammys, as I wanted to discuss. Um... Uh, yeah, so Cardi was very, very happy about that. Um, it was so great to see her in that vulnerable moment up there on that stage, even though fucking Offset, ugh. It's okay. I'm going to just ignore the fact that they're back together. Because if she's happy, I'm happy. If my Libran, my Libran birthday sister is happy, then bitch, I'm happy too. But, um... <clears throat> um, what else happened? Chloe and Halle not winning Best New Artist. That was a shock to me. And it wasn't so much a shock that they didn't win that got me. Um, first of all, as they said this year, with the main categories, there would be a lot more, um, hell, a lot more people in them. And that that category was chocked full. There was people who wouldn't even nominate it elsewhere. Like, I think Georgia Smith was like a kind of a random nomination but not surprising but it was great that she was nominated um i knew she wasn't gonna win no shade i don't think there's enough known about her yet but it's honestly very interesting to see how that's gonna play into this year's nominations because who knows who's like who they're gonna nominate with there being so many empty slots and i don't know i think that's cool that they added more 
especially since um, <clears throat> I was discussing this last night or this morning, that big overhaul they did for uh, the 2012 Grammys, I did not like when they um, they combined so many categories. And that hurt R&B a lot because a lot more people were able to eat and win Grammys that way. Like Chrisette got her Grammy. Indy Ari got her first Grammy from an extra category they had. They, you know, In 2003, they started the Best Urban Alternative Performance category, which is essentially a Neo Soul Award. And that was perfect. That was a perfect category. And I just, I'm like, damn, now the Neo Soul community has been robbed of their category. And the last person to win it was, I think, CeeLo for Fuck You. Which, of course, you got shit like that. Which, to me, that was kind of a fluke because... That song fits the category, but it was very mainstream, so it was like, eh. So, I mean, I wish that category would come back. And then they combine the group. So they have just best R&B performance instead of they had best R&B female performance, they had best male R&B performance. Then they had, like, best duo or group performance for R&B. And that was, like, a lot more. It was spread out a lot more so people could really have an opportunity to win and be recognized and stuff like that. And then they just threw it all together, and I'm just like... Like, I think they still have pop duo performance, duo group performance or whatever, or pop collaboration with vocals, I think it is. So, I don't know. I think they should to add those back. I really think they should separate the male and female performance again. Like, maybe it's dangerous now with the, um, with the separation of the genre, not genres, genders, because it's a little black and white, and I don't like black and white. Like, when people say, oh, I'm so fine, I attract both genders, and I'm like, okay, there are more than two genders, and... So maybe that would be dangerous for the Grammys to do that and feed that narrative. But they should bring those back. Um, so, yeah, Chloe and Halle not winning Best New Artist was not a surprise. But Dua Lipa winning. Dua Lipa walked away with two awards that night. And that shocked me. Um, I, I guess I'm not really surprised she they won the Best Dance Recording because I don't think I really knew about the other songs like that. But Electricity is a phenomenal song. So congrats to Dua Lipa for that one. Um, <clears throat> Best New Artist. So, um, when a follower of mine by the name of Vess, love you, Vess, love her very much, she introduced me, damn, I remember she introduced me to Dua Lipa long before this shit happened. I don't even think Dua Lipa was signed yet. And she introduced me to her, and I remember I put me and my ex, we, I, I, was, I, I played the songs for him, and I was like, listen to this, and then we both got into her, and I was like, I like her a lot, and them two songs, it was Be The One and New Love, and both of those songs ended up on her debut album, two amazing songs. And um, this was twenty early 2017. This was like January 2017. I remember. And I loved them songs. I was like, hey. You know, she started getting popular. Like, her sound started to shift a little bit and be a little bit more like mainstream pop or whatever. And her songs started to get popular, more popular. Like, New Rules exploded. New Rules was everything. And then she started, like, being recognized as a mediocre pop girl and... It's so weird because I always felt like she was more talented than that. And not that I don't think that now, but now when I look at her, I do feel like I see a shell of her former self. And that's not to say she's changed for the worse or anything like that, but it's like I just view her a little differently now. And maybe I need to... I, haven't, I still have not listened to her album. I'll get, I'm bad at that sometimes, y'all, at listening to albums. I still have not listened to Thank You Next. That's also because Ariana pissed Loki pissed me off after the Grammys after Cardi's win and she tweeted that tweet. I was gonna listen again, but she pissed me off with that, and I'm like, oh, this bitch. So I'll listen eventually, but hell, it's not like it's not like it's hurting her. She's out here having the biggest success of her life, which was an, brings me to another Grammy success. Her winning her first Grammy was very exciting for Sweetener. 
Sweetener was a great album. I loved Sweetener. So shout out to her for winning that Grammy. That was fucking amazing. Um, what else? And, you know, I'm doing this all on memory. I didn't really take notes on what was happy, what made me happy and whatnot. Um, her winning Grammys. Um, so the best R&B album. I didn't. I didn't listen to the album either. I need to listen to these albums more. I didn't like Tony's album. Tony was the only other dog I had in that fight. I did not like Tony's album that much. So I'm happy somebody won over Tony because if they would have gave it to Tony, I would have been kind of mad because I would have felt like she didn't deserve it. However, Long as I Live was nominated for what two or three Grammys. Tony was robbed. Oh, they gave that Grammy to LMA for Boot Up. Boot Up is a great song, and Boot Up winning should not have surprised me because, again. Sometimes when I think about it, like afterward, when I thought about the Grammy voters and I thought about how big Boot Up was, and not only it being, see, it's not about the success, but sometimes success is your leverage. So it's like the fact that it was big and what people were saying about the song, people, it, it really connected people to the 90s and made people feel good. Everybody loved Boot Up. So not that she didn't deserve it or they didn't deserve it for writing that song. Boot Up was great. I just, oh, oh my God, long as I live. Mm, 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 mm. I had to take a moment for that. That song is so fucking good. For Tony to be for Tony to have cranked that song out. First of all, for Tony to be getting these nominations this late in her career. When she quit, she quit music a few years ago, okay? She retired. So shout the fuck out for her even being nominated. Shout out to my Libra sister. When we all know Libras don't ever quit what they love, not for real. We low-key do it for attention. Cardi's the same way. And Tony's the same way. Cause I know how I've been like that with music. Once I accepted that about myself, I haven't done that shit in a while, but you you wouldn't have to quit no goddamn music. Tony, shut the fuck up. But anyway, Long As I Live was such a phenomenal song. I could just cry. That song, especially when it came out, it it resonated so deeply with my heart and the things I felt. And I related to that song so much. It just, it came out so well. That album was like the true crown of that album. That song, excuse me, that song was like the shining moment of that album. Uh, I like maybe four songs from that album. Like Deadwood was a jam. Uh, Long As I Live was amazing. Fuck out of here. <laughs> boy, fuck out of here. She don't really say boy. That was me adding words. Anyway, um, that was a good song. And Long As I Live was snubbed. Breaks my heart, but it's okay. I mean, Tony, she successfully made a comeback because she came back with Babyface and did win a Grammy. So, And just to be nominated again, even more for your solo work, is just great. But shout out to her for winning those, even though her, I don't know. There's something pretentious about her to me. Maybe it's the shades. This is a little pretentious to me. But um, um, all the stars were snubbed. So let's talk about Childish Gambino and um, all these awards. It makes me mad because it would, okay, This Is America was an easy sweep for him because not only was it a song that white people gravitated toward because of the type of song it was? You know, white people love songs like that. They, they lo- First of all, they love Childish Gambino anyway. And then that song being the type of song it was, oh, they love that. Oh, yeah, it makes a statement. They love shit like that. But that song was not that good. I'm not surprised the video won, even though Janelle, hmm, you know I'm about to talk about Janelle in a second. Janelle should have won for Pink because Pink, made a great statement and even to me to me arguably an even bigger statement that was personal to her and for you know for women 
women's lesbians. I can't even say I can't even get the words out for I would say for the LGBTQ community, period. Which um but before I touch on Janelle exactly, I have to mention how um him winning all them awards, like all the stars got pushed shut out for that, like uh which meant they had another loss for SZA. But no, all the stars deserved. But I'm not surprised it didn't win because it was also not like a huge hit. If it had been a bigger hit, it would have had a bigger chance. But all the stars was just such a phenomenal song. I really thought, I honestly thought it was going to win record of the year. But fucking, you know, this is America. But um, album of the year. Went to Casey Musgraves. So everybody who has listened to that album has told me that it's phenomenal from my ex-boyfriend to my next boyfriend to everybody on Twitter. Everybody loved that album. It was phenomenal, I heard. I like Casey Musgraves. I'll be quick to point out that I was the one standing for Biscuits when it came out a few years ago. Biscuits was really my shit. Like, that was my fucking... And it's so funny because when me and my ex were together and I remember telling him how much I loved Biscuits, he was, like, not even trying to hear it. He wasn't trying to hear that song, wasn't trying to hear no Casey Musgraves. Like, oh, okay. Biscuits was really the fucking jam. And, like, she was really teaching lessons. Mind your own biscuits and life will be gravy? What, bitch? So I, I fucked with Casey Musgraves. I never bothered to listen to the album, but... It never occurred to me that I could listen to a whole album. But, uh, you know, shout out to her. She swept them country categories. She won like four Grammys that night. So apparently it was really good. So shout out to her. But usually like what somebody was like, there are certain Grammy, like not politics, but um, it's like cheat sheets or cheat codes, like things you see that, you know, you notice, like, you know, they'll televise certain awards because, you know, so-and-so is not going to be there. Like if, for example, if Beyonce is nominated for album of the year, and she's on tour, and I know she's not going to be there, then they're not going to, I know they're not going to um, televise this one. However, when Drake won his award, I was so surprised when he came his ass out the back. I was like, oh, shit, Drake is there. Um, but yeah, uh, but that did open up a chance for him to win. See, Drake, I thought, no, Drake and Janelle, the only two I can think of that were nominated in the album of the year, and they weren't nominated elsewhere. So to me, that gave them a larger chance, especially once the winners started happening. Okay, Casey Musgraves got her best country album. Cardi got best rap albums. Her got best R&B album. So they were all album of the year nominees. So it like started, to me, Xing them out one by one. It was like process of elimination. I'm like, okay, they got this respective category, so they're probably not going to get album of the year because very seldom do people win their genre, their respective genres, and they win the album of the year. Right? Wrong. Casey Musgraves won both. That bitch swept country and then came over and was like, ha ha, gotcha, bitch. So I don't know. I'll just be curious to see who be voting for what and why. And I feel like Casey Musgraves, like people actually did listen to the album for her to win. Because it's not like it was some blockbuster album of the year that everybody knew about. Like Cardi's or something. And also, when I see these winners, I'll be wanting to know who was, like, second and how close it was. Um, in that category, I do honestly feel like Cardi was a close second. 
I re- I strongly oh and I forgot Black Panther was in there too. So Black Panther might have been maybe a second, but um, I really do believe that Cardi or Black Panther. I don't think I don't think Drake is in there because people are very very critical of Drake and Drake. That's another artist who people do listen to his whole album, and that's somebody who had a, a huge year with his singles. Bruh, I just remember in my feelings like. That's another. I feel like I started loving that before everybody else because that was like my favorite song from the album, and then I got tired of it really fast. Not that I care about loving things before everybody else, but what I meant by that was the fact that I got tired of it before it really even got popular. But yeah, as far as that goes, I was really kind of expecting a expecting Janelle to win that, and she only had two nominations. I don't know what it is about Janelle that she don't be getting nominations like that. And they rarely nominate a full body of work from her. I mean, at least I think she got her her nominations this year. But why wouldn't she in like Urban Contemporary? She wasn't in Best Iron. I don't even know where they submitted the album. I'm gonna have to take a look and see where they submitted um, Dirty Computer. And then also they they can move them around if they don't feel like it fits. But um, I hope she didn't submit the best R&B album because she belonged to Urban Contemporary, which did go to um, the Carters for Everything is Love. Now, I don't even know if I feel like it went to them because of the name or because people really believed it was a quality album. I actually do feel like Everything is Love was a was a dope album. Um, who else was there? Miguel was in there. I didn't like Miguel's album. Oh, my God. No, no, no. I didn't finish the sentence. I didn't like Miguel's album. That, no, I won't say I didn't like it that much. I didn't like it as much as I liked his previous albums. Not um, what's the one before that? The one before that came before that I did not like at all, and I never listened to it because what I heard, I played like maybe half of it. It played in the store when I worked at Spin Street, and I didn't like it. I wanted to turn it off. I liked coffee or whatever. But um, this Miguel album was good. Like Skywalker, of course, Banana Clip. Oh, Banana Clip! Banana Clip is one of the best songs I've ever heard in my life. Um. What's the um Regalame un poco de azúcar? You know, that's my shit. Um, um, um Caramelo Duro. It's really a bomb ass song. Um Yeah, Banana Clip is really such a beautiful song. So that album was great. Uh Chloe and Halle probably they probably should have won that. I'm sorry. Jay-Z and Beyonce. Y'all have enough Grammys, all right? All right? It's nice that they won one together, another one together. I think that's awesome. But, damn, they even said... But see, okay, I feel like people got their message mixed up with the tell the Grammys fuck that 0 for 8 shit. They weren't necessarily saying fuck the Grammys. If I don't think people... See, people don't... Okay, I'm sorry. I'm starting my sentence over too many times. People weren't grasping the fact that they weren't really saying fuck the Grammys. If anything, it was quite the opposite. They were basically saying like fuck the 0 for 8 shit. Like damn, you know, you nominated me for 8 and I didn't win one. I deserved one of these. So basically giving the Grammys the, that validation. Like I deserved those at least one of those Grammys. Fuck the 0 for 8 shit. Meaning like damn, y'all played me. On top of the fact that Lemonade didn't win the album of the year. So I don't think they were saying fuck the Grammys. Yeah, they didn't show up. Woo-woo. But it really was not saying fuck the Grammys. At all. 
Not at all. They're going to keep submitting their music for the Grammys. Are y'all nuts? Are y'all fucking crazy? You idiots. Of course they're not saying fuck the Grammys, you fools. But um, that's where Janelle album probably should have been. Well, not even probably. Yeah, she should have been the Urban Contemporary. Um, I'm trying to think of who else was in there. I can't really think of anybody who should have been booted out to put her in there. But anyway, she should have been in there. I don't know if they submitted it for that one or if they did best R&B album or if they did pop vocal album or what have you. But um, Janelle should have been in there for Dirty Computer. And I don't understand how she got an album of the year and not in none of the other categories. Same thing with Drake. I don't know how Drake didn't make best rap album. I legit don't, I'm like, I really was sitting there trying to figure out how, I'm sorry, excuse my silence. He really did not, it's unusual for Drake to not be in Best Rap Album, but then for him to be in Album of the Year and not Best Rap Album? Hell, same thing with, well, was the Black Panther, the Black Panther soundtrack I don't even think was in the, um, the visual media compilation soundtrack album, whatever, um, I was gonna say thread, category, which went to The Greatest Showman. Now, I don't know, I need an answer for this. Does Zendaya get a Grammy for that soundtrack or not i know hugh jackman gets one because it's credited to hugh jackman and various artists what do those various artists get does zach efron get one does zendaya get one like i need to know if zendaya 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 is a grammy award winner because if so she might be one of my next selections for an egot i have a, 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 a mental list of my egot people viola davis First of all, Viola was in, I think she was supposed to be in Best Children's Book or something this year. Something she submitted for. She was supposed to be nominated so she could complete it and get her EGOT. All she missing is the Grammy. So Viola's on that list because she almost there. Um, I don't know, Zendaya might be on that list. Janelle is definitely somebody who's on that list. She has none of them, but she has the talent to win a Grammy, an Oscar, an Emmy, and definitely a Tony. And sometimes... If you if you do it the right way, you could win them all with the same project. Or similar projects. Like how Jennifer Hudson, well, Jennifer Hudson already had a Grammy, but she won another Grammy for the um Color Purple soundtrack. And people people probably don't even know that. Or and her and Danielle Brooks from Orange is the New Black, who plays Tasty. Tasty has a Grammy, guys, for for that soundtrack. Her and the, um, what's that girl, Cynthia? I don't really know how to say her name, but the girl who's supposed to be playing Harriet Tubman, she also had the three of them have the Grammy for that. So, you know, that's dope as shit. But yeah, Janelle, uh, Janelle, they, they be snubbing her, bro. Like, I, Electric Lady got zero nominations, and that just makes no sense to me because that literally is one of the best albums I've ever heard. That's like top five best albums I've ever heard. It's like fan mail. Fan Mail and Full Moon are tied for number one. Like, Aluna George's Body Music is in there. Um, uh, fucking, um, what the album? An Electric Lady is in there. Hands fucking down. Hands fucking down. I, I just casually mentioned Body Music, and I think a chill went down my spine because Body Music is, whew, that album is phenomenal. And this is in the deluxe edition. The deluxe edition has like 19 tracks and every fucking song is like a fucking banger. So, <laughs> fucking bangers. Shout out to Miley. Um, yeah, anything else happened at the Grammys? So there's a lot of people who won their first Grammy. Future, um, of course, Dua Lipa, her. 
um, Ariana. I don't know. There's a lot of other people, but I'm, I was happy kind of for the outcome. So it's it's interesting to see where this is going to go for the future. And um, based on the, the music that has already come out in this Grammy submission period, the what do we have like seven more months of the submission period. So who knows what will come out next in that period. Hell, maybe I'll put something and I'll submit. Imagine that, right? <laughs> I'll be a waste of my money to submit unless I'm like popular enough for people to know who I am. Because people don't listen to Autumn submissions. But it would be nice. Hell, Maya, Maya ass was up in there. So, But people know Maya, so I'm just glad she was even nominated then. That was a great, great time. Although her last album that just came out, that should have been nominated. And that could have beat her. Oh, that could have beat her. Hmm. Talk about it. Um... Yeah, man. Let me think. I think that's really it for the Grammys. Oh, the performances. Uh, Janelle' performance was good. They opened the show with uh, Camille. I'm not a fan of Camille. I won't say anything about her. Moving on. Um, J Lo in this tribute. Um, she did a good job. She definitely lipped. For that is like the first time I've seen J Lo lip in a long time. J Lo. People don't give her credit for working on her live vocals, but she's definitely worked on them. She's worked with Stevie Mackey. Stevie Mackey is like my favorite vocal coach that I know of. He's he works with people who don't who are notorious for not having strong vocals and made them better. But unfortunately, because these people have not become Whitney Houston or Mariah Carey overnight, nobody notices the changes. Like Selena Gomez, he definitely made Selena a better singer, a more competent singer. And uh, I noticed it. He made J-Lo a better, more confident singer. He helps JoJo out tremendously, especially when JoJo was sick and JoJo was like, you know, JoJo always sick. He definitely helped JoJo a lot. Um, who else has he worked with? I don't know. You know, he's friends with like a lot of, he do that Taco Tuesday junk where you see those videos of everybody where they be performing in his living room. Like, you know, JoJo has performed in his living room and uh, Brian McKnight Jr. So, you know, he's, he's a dope guy. And yeah, J-Lo lipped and all that shit. And yeah, the tribute wasn't bad per se, but it just still should not have been done by her. It wasn't great. It was not amazing. It wasn't very, it wasn't very good. It was okay. It was still like, it was just like I thought it was going to be like, okay, she's going to do a decent job, but I'm still going to be mad she did it. And I had to leave the room when Square Biz came on because I was not prepared to hear that. And everybody knows I fucking love Tina Marie. Like I was not ready to hear Square Biz. I got emotional. I literally went to the bathroom and I was like, wow. So... I don't know. And then I heard the rumor that was that the Jacksons were going to do it. Were the Jacksons going to do Square Biz? That would actually have been dope. Anyway, the rumor was that the Jacksons were going to do it, and they backed out at the last minute due to the controversy surrounding that Finding Neverland documentary. And J-Lo's manager is friends with Barry Gordy's son, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know how true that is, but, um, you know, whatever. That's cool, I guess. What other performances? Um, oh, Alicia. Alicia as a host. She, <laughs> there was a lot of things that, you know, happened. It was her first time hosting something like that, so I'm not going to be like, oh, she was a bad host. She was a good host, I think. And her performance that she did was really good. She was really fucking it up on that piano. Um, that tribute to Aretha was great, of course. Fantasia and Yolanda and Andre Day. Even though Andre Day's wig was like a fucking skyscraper. Um, Cardi's performance was amazing. Of course. Of course. And, you know, 
That's all I can remember. Oh, Chloe and Halle. Yes, their tribute to Donny Hathaway. Amazing. They are so fucking talented, bro. Like, I can't wait to see the uh, Aretha tribute in March just because, you know, everything. Everybody involved. SZA and Leisha and them and, you know, all them people. And... Mm, yeah, it was a decent, uh, decent showing as far as awards go. The telecast was, it was whatever. You know how it do. Some is half boring, half not. Simple as that. And um, yeah, let me review my list and see if I need to take another break or not before I go on and discuss more music because I might be wrapping the music up and moving on. Um, yes, you know what? We're going to take another break because I got some more music things to talk about. And I'm also going to probably tie in my, uh, Jesse Smollett conversation into this. So, cause that's not really going to take long. So, uh, yes, we're going to take another break. I'm going to be right back, baby. So if you love me, just say so. I can't play these games with you no more So if you love me, just say so I need to know from you right now before I go It's just that I can feel I'm falling deep And I don't want to fall unless you're falling Welcome back to the Libra Green Show. I am, of course, Libra Green, your host of the Libra Green Show, because who else would it be? Hmm? Did you think Alicia Keys was going to be hosting this show? Not. Not this one. (laughs) Childish. (laughs) Oh, man. Black people, young black people would turn everything into a meme. And I just, I thank the God. The God. Yep. The God. I thank God for it. I really do. Um, yeah, so that song that just played right there was Say So by the incomparable PJ Morton, who just picked up a Grammy at this month's ceremony. So shout out to PJ Morton, uh, featuring, well, not even featuring, PJ Morton and JoJo. It's a beautiful, wonderful duet. Hopefully that song will win a Grammy next year and get JoJo her first Grammy. I'll be so here for that. But, um, yeah, you know, if you don't know PJ Morton, he's really dope. I just realized he's not signed to Cash Money anymore. But yeah, they had him signed to Cash Money, um, if I'm not mistaken. Or maybe it was Young Money, but let me double check that. But um, he is also a member. Is he still with Maroon 5? Yeah, I believe so, right? He's a member of Maroon 5 on the low keys. Uh, yeah, he's one of the keyboardists in Maroon 5. And... Um, let me make sure that's still accurate because I'm curious. I think it is shit. Yeah, he definitely is because meaning he just uh, was just at the Super Bowl. So he's having a really good fucking year. Super Bowl, Grammy, like. He really is having a bomb ass year. Bomb ass year. Just just bomb ass year. Um, his song, Only One, that came out a few years ago that had. um Um. It's funny because Maroon 5 didn't win, but he did. And I was gonna, I was saying, I corrected myself actually, because I was like, oh, I was gonna say he's having a great year because he whatever, whatever, but I didn't even realize he won a Grammy anyway. So 
yeah, he his his song um, "Only One" a couple years ago that had uh, Stevie Wonder on it was dope. Oh yeah, he really uh, he was signed to Young Money, and his album uh, yeah his album twenty thirteen album New Orleans was released with Young Money, and then I think he left him after a few years and. Yeah, he's on his own. He's an independent artist signed to his own label through um, the distribution is through Empire. <laughs> hmm. Speaking of Empire, okay. Damn. See, that would have been a perfect segue if I would have said what I had to say about the Cardi and Bruno song already. But I wanted to go back and talk about the Cardi and Bruno song because I played that earlier and didn't mention it. Um, that is that was Please Me, produced by the Stereotypes. Who you know been producing with Bruno for a, a little minute now, and um, of course it's a jam. It's a bop. Somebody was saying it sounds like it's from Twenty Four Karat Magic, which a little bit it does, but it just it works. It just really works. So it might have been like a, a Bruno song, and then they took it to Cardi and was like, "Hey, you know, you want this song, whatever, whatever." But it's a, a bomb ass song. I definitely hope it's another number one for the both of them, and I hope it takes off. Hope it's a. I can see it being like a good song in the clubs. You know, you getting your grind on in the club. So I don't know. I don't think they're um I don't think they're still re releasing Cardi's album. I think they're probably gonna um move forward with a new album. They probably should still re release it though. I think they should milk Invasion of Privacy. They really should. If they that song that album still has lots of potential. It's still so many hits on that album. And she wasn't even able to properly promote Ring. Ring should have definitely been a bigger hit. And, I mean, she still has I Do featuring SZA, Big and Head. I mean, She Bad don't have a video. Like, there's a lot that could be done with that. Like, it does, it does not stop with I Like It at all. And Money Bag. There's, yeah, that album, that's, that's why that album won Best Rap Album. Like, it was just pound for pound, great fucking song after song after song. 13 songs. It was like straight heat. From the beginning of Get Up 10 to the end of I Do featuring Scissor, which is a great song. But back to PJ Morton, so I can make this proper segue. Whom of which is signed to his own label, which is distributed through Empire. Speaking of Empire, I wanted to briefly mention the Jesse Smollett updates that we've been receiving. I would like to publicly apologize to myself. Nah, not myself. Um, apologize just in general for spreading any misinformation because I did like a lot of people did and I saw a lot of sources say this and like retweeting and just, oh my God, I can't believe this. I didn't once say, oh my God, I can't believe he was lying because I, that has not been confirmed or denied. I don't, I still don't think he was lying. I just wanted, I just want. I don't even know what to say. I just want the truth. I want to get to the bottom of the story. I'm not like doubting him. I'm not like, oh my God, don't tell me he did this. Don't tell me he did that. I, as a matter of fact, do tell me if this happened and that happened. I don't want to lean either way because it's not fair to him. Because regardless of what the reason was, he did get his ass beat. Like, don't get me wrong. Even if, even if it was the story is, oh, a jacked hookup gone wrong. Okay, so somebody still beat his, this man ass. Like, them, that picture that Lee Daniels posted, that wasn't no fake, like, that cut under his eye was real. Granted, he's light-skinned, and I know y'all light-skinned niggas bruise easily, so that could have been, like, a tap, but still. I don't, uh, I don't, 
He still again. He still got his ass beat. So somebody that's a, there was a crime committed. and He was hurt. Somebody still has to pay. And it, it just makes me angry that so many people have jumped the gun already. I was like, oh, I can't believe he lied. Um, even worse, the people that I told you so's and like so many. Dis- it's so disgusting. And it is the sum of it is coming from within. That's what makes it so bad. Coming from within the black gay community. And it's like, come on, man. Enough with that. Even if it does turn out that things he said was untrue. So what? That doesn't invalidate the fact that this type of stuff happens and they won't, they won't, this is going to be the reaction anyway. I'm not going to say, oh, I hope he's telling the truth because that, that makes, that, to me, that just makes an, an implication. I just don't want to imply anything right now. So I just want to say, I'm sorry for spreading any misinformation on my timeline on Twitter because I don't know anything. I know just as much as everyone else does. And I don't want to spread any misinformation. I want us all to know the truth. I want his truth to be told. And I'm going to leave it at that. And I'm going to move forward on to my next topic. Um, in the spirit of great collaborations this week, I don't know what, what happened with the end of this week, but I got three bomb-ass collaborations thrown at me. I got Bruno and Cardi. I got PJ and JoJo. And I got Zed and Katie. So this 365 song that Zed and Katie put out, so good. So, 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 so good. Like Katie, I heard somebody told me that Katie is not, um, that Katie's not working on an album anytime soon or trying to put it out. And I'm kind of mad after hearing this song because I'm like, like, bitch, I do feel like that's going to change if this song does really well. So I'm hoping it does really well for her. I'm like really hoping it does well for her because if that song comes out, well, it's out now, but if the song like charts really well, I think her label is going to be like, hey, Katie, you should probably put out an album, sister. And uh, the video was cool. It was interesting. It was weird, but not, not weird, but it had a story and stuff. But the song was good. It was very catchy. I'm like, this is Katie. Um, I'm going to revisit Witness one day and kind of like just really listen to it and get a feel for how I feel about it again. Cause I don't remember, but I mean, if she wanted to keep doing collaborations, this works too, because feels was like, feels was so good. And Katie, Katie made that song. Okay. I mean, of course, cause she sang the chorus, but I don't know who else would have sang it, but, um, it was so good. Don't be afraid to catch feels. I jumped up and chased. Like, you know, I was a good ass song. I know you ain't afraid of Papils. Papils. I just let it away. I love, I love Katie. I just, I really do love Katie. I don't know how you can not love Katie, but I just, I'm always, that's the thing. I'm always rooting for her, man. I really am. And I mean, now she's engaged, so I don't know if we're going to get an album from her anytime soon. But it's just like, I don't know how she feels. I don't know where her head is because she's getting older and she's about to be married. So her head might not be in, in pop music the way it was. And then she's doing Idol too. So I don't know. I just feel like now is as good a time as any to just keep the music going, girl. Like you're successful. Like regardless, you are successful. Witness didn't do that well. It was still a number one album. And Chain to the Rhythm was still a top three hit. So it didn't do what she wanted it to do. Um, 
you know, it was she kind of had to deal without Dr. Luke and whatnot. But there was some gems on um, Witness. Swish Swish was a jam. A really good song. Um, Chain to the Rhythm, of course. Tsunami, Bon Appetit, Pendulum. Pendulum is really, really, really one of my favorite Katie songs like ever. Especially when the time it came out was perfect because I, I needed a po- I needed more positive songs like that. And it's just a great song. But not Prism like not Prism. Witness is Witness it just does it did what it did. And you know, Chain to the Rhythm was a great song. That was a great lead single. Still a hit for her. So I just wanted to keep going. Like, Katie, do do your shit, girl. But I don't know, 365 is, is everything. So hopefully it does translate into an album from her. If not, I'm always still rooting for her. But um, moving forward, my surprise of the week would have to be Brandy <laughs> and this Instagram post about the boy's mind and her tagging Monica. And then her birthday to be a day later and Monica saying happy. Well, I'm not surprised Monica said happy birthday, but. Um, yeah, her her shouting out Monica and stuff. I thought that was dope. I'm like, good. Now they, people can leave that shit alone. And well, I mean, obviously Brandy would have to leave it alone, but now they can hopefully it hopefully it'll stay this way. And Brandy's music will come out. Cause that's what I'm waiting for. Where is the music, Brandy? Where where is it? I don't want no more snippets. I want the fucking music, Brandy. Brandy, Rayana, Slayana. But no, um, you know, there's been so much good music that came out. And, oh, 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 yes, let me discuss this. Speaking of great collaborations, um, I just want Mariah Carey to know that her, Cardi, Missy and Lil' Kim, I'm suing them all for lying because they all, well, excuse me, Lil' Kim, no, Lil' Kim's people are the only ones who've been keeping it a buck about this remix. Excited as shit about that fucking remix. Cardi like, oh, nah, I mean, I don't know, I don't even have time to record my own music. You're a liar, first of all. Mariah ain't said shit about it, so, but she orchestrating the whole thing. Missy talking about, she don't know nothing about it. Shut up. Y'all some damn liars. Y'all done filmed the video already. Especially when that clip was filmed, when they leaked that clip, they was doing Mariah's, they was doing makeup and the things that Mariah Carey, and you could hear it playing in the background. First of all, you could hear the unknown no fucking instrumental, and you could hear Cardi's voice. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to fucking hear it. Anybody finna tell me nothing, nothing? It's coming, and y'all not finna tell me otherwise. Yeah. Um. The remix is coming. If that sounded weird, that was a very weird transition at all. I don't know what the fuck happened with this computer, but <laughs> I had a slight technical difficulty, so I'm just going to keep it pushing because that's what we do at the Libra Green show. The fuck? We real niggas out here. So, you know, um, the remix is going to come soon enough. Billboard has already confirmed at least that the single is being released March 4th. So the remix is probably going to be out before then, slightly before then, just before then. I don't know. It's coming regardless of whatever the fuck y'all say. And I'm going to be right there to be like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we're going to take another break and I'll be back with some closing remarks. And yes, we'll be back in a second.
All right, welcome back to the Libra Green Show. If you have forgotten, I am Libra Green. That is L-E-E-B-R-U-H-G-R-E-E-N-E. I can be found at Libra Green on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook, and my website will be back up shortly. I should probably, since I got paid, I should probably go pay for it. And then, you know, I can say go to my website, LibraGreen.com, or if people click on my, my pages and see that, I have a link and they click on it and it's going to be a very embarrassing GoDaddy page or a Wix page and be like, hey, this website is up for grabs. Come buy it. And somebody's going to buy my name just to spite me because I know how spiteful y'all niggas are. But anyway, that song is really, really dope. Shout out to JB, who I used to work with at that awful grocery store. I think he still works. I'm sure he still works there. He was still working there as of February 2nd. Last I knew, so um, he put me onto that song because he made his playlist for work. It was his turn to make the playlist uh, for the store, and it came on one day, and I was like, "Oh my god, what is this song?" So I so I shazammed it. I don't even think I shazammed it. I went downstairs to look at the the thing to see what song it was, and I was like, "This song is amazing!" And I immediately added it to my playlist, and it was even better, even even better hearing it in my earphones. It was like better than I thought it was, but. That song is fucking gold. Phanograms fall in love if you ever want to listen to that. But in closing this week, I just want to say, first of all, I want to thank you for listening. If it's your first time listening, thank you. If it's your 15th time listening, thank you. If it's your last time listening, thank you for listening. <laughs> if you're not listening, thank you for not listening, I guess. But then again, you wouldn't even hear this. So fuck you, bitch. Nah, I just playing. Um, just to recap some of the things I said, just want to remember that uh, reciprocity is a thing, but it's also not a thing, if you catch my drift. Um, remember that it might not be a thing for you. Or more importantly, it might not be to, the de- to that degree, to that extensive degree. It just may be something that you don't, want to practice as much in your life or you don't really need it in your friendships or your relationship don't put so much pressure on it if that's not something that's natural to you um you know just the important thing is not to treat others how you want to be treated is i say is to treat others with love i say to treat others with love not necessarily treat others how you want to be treated but just treat others with love because love i feel like you can never go wrong with love Treating others how you want to be treated may go a little can go can go awry because you may want to be treated. Hey, you know, I like to be slapped during sex. Am I gonna walk around slapping people? No. I'm not sure if I actually like to be slapped during sex. It's only happened twice. Second time I loved it. First time I saw stars. So it was also dark the first time it happened. It was weird. But yeah, the second time it happened, it was it was it was alright. The choking, we can I can definitely get with the choking for sure. For sure. So let's use it as an example. I like to be choked during sex. Am I gonna walk around choking everybody just because I like it? No. Then yeah, I'm also not having sex with everybody. But that's beside the point. You got it. I think y'all, I think I kinda think you understand it. You got my point. Um shout out to Cardi, of course, for doing major things this week. My girl winning her Grammys. Shout out to my new job. And this situation is great. 
Shout out to this music I'm trying to get done. I hope the next time I do a show, I have a better update where I can be like, hey, so I finished this song and I'm recording it. You know, hopefully I have better, a better update. You know what? I will have a better update. I'm like 200% sure I'm going to have more to say. So shout out to that. Um, shout out to everybody listening. For real, for real, for real. Because I think that's awesome that people listen to what I have to say and listen to me talk for two hours. I think we're, yeah, we're just about to hit two hours in a, in a couple minutes. Um, yeah, man, I just really appreciate you all so very much. I love you so much. I mean, that's not a generic blanket statement. I genuinely do love you all because most people who listen to me are people who know me personally. So I genuinely do love you. And if you if you don't know me and you're listening, I definitely love you because that's really dope. That means I might really be doing something finally. But, um, you know, reach out as usual. Reach out to me. Libra Green on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, website will be up soon, shortly. Especially considering I have to... As a matter of fact, I need to reach out to a friend of mine because we're supposed to be doing some videos. So, yeah, look out for some video news, hopefully, the next time we talk. Because I can't keep... I look, I can't keep fucking around and not having videos because that's what I want the most. That's my one of my main goals for this year. When I went over them goals at work, video. But, yes, just remember to do everything with love. L-O-V-E, love. I should do an... Um, is it what... It, is it, is it ASMR or is it ASMR video? Mmm, these are delicious. I'm not even eating anything. Before you know it, they're gonna be doing those in porn while they sucking dick, I swear. Gawk, 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 gawk. Mmm, the dick is wonderful. Mmm. Touching my tonsils. No, I'm, I'm totally kidding, guys. I, I I do see that happening, though. I swear I do. Um, Tanache, of course. Uh, What happened with her? Her birthday passed. She was on vacation, being all beautiful. Oh, she posted some snippets and stuff. She's been posting snippets and hints and things, so she definitely is ready to drop a new project. What this project is going to be, I do not know. Um, Shout out to whoever got uh, access to Fashion Nova and link up and link them songs because those are from the canceled project Nashe that we all wanted so badly. Um, I don't know if they're going to leak the rest of the project, but I do think it was only them two songs because I remember somebody was, somebody had them and they were selling them. So I don't know. Because, you know, Fashion Nova, even if we were to get the project, Fashion Nova wasn't even going to be on it when it was still a thing. They had already sold Fashion Nova to that um, Malibu Mitch girl. And then now the beat belongs to Tory Lane. So I don't know. But... As usual, hashtag justice for Tinashe. And thank you all again. Can't thank you enough for listening. I'm going to go do some stuff. Hopefully get to the store. I need to go to Target. I'm going to take Uber because I do not feel like taking the bus. Because I will have to cross the street. I don't like crossing streets. Target really ain't that far. It's definitely not within walking distance. But anyway, thanks for listening. And I love you. You ain't got the answers, man. You ain't got the answers. Hit me. That ain't no Ralph, though. Hey, what? Look at that fashion over gas and all these bitches. Hey, look how that Mario sit up nasty on them inches. Hey, big old booty. Bet your nigga take a picture. Hey, diamond, yeah. Book a fight. Link up with you. What? Look at that fashion over gas and all these bitches. Hey, look how that Mario sit up nasty on them inches. Hey. 
Big ol' booty, let your nigga take a picture Time me up, book a flight, link up with you Baddies, I got issues Baddies, I got issues Got your bitch behind a tent, head presidential Hey, fuck it, I'm on your bitch, take it in the mission Hey, don't know about you, but I'm about to Jimmy Choo's hey, That's the end? Yes, Janet, that's the end.